Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Regina Rosa Celeste. Regina is an international speaker, best-selling author, recovering perfectionist. Regina is known as the internal peace revolutionist, and she specializes in speaking, coaching, and teaching skills of internal peace. Welcome to the show, Regina. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. You're welcome, and I'm honored to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you're from? Sure, sure, originally. So I'm actually Ukrainian-American. My parents are from um, the, the former Ukraine. And um, I grew up in Maryland, which is where I was born and raised. And then now I live in South Florida. And I've lived in other parts of the country, but this is where I am now. I love it. Now, can you start off by telling us about your company, Internal Peace Now?, yeah, absolutely. So Internal Peace Now, it's actually a, I would say, daughter company of another company that I own, and that's Row Consulting Group. And Internal Peace Now was actually just an email address that I was using for a long time, for a couple of years. And uh, when I decided to actually create my company, I realized, I said, you know what, what is it that I really have been longing for and wanting in the work that I was doing that's now developed into teaching people tools and principles of internal peace? was really evident. And I thought, you know what, let me just name the company, keep the name of the company, the company, right? I'm already doing it. So internal piece now just kind of developed naturally. That is amazing. Now tell us more about EXP Realty. Sure. So my background, actually, I'm in, I was in real estate and still am, have been for, wow, almost 10, 10 plus years, even 15 years. It feels so weird to say that. But yeah, 15 years in real estate, I've been with some really big companies like Keller Williams, which was an awesome company. And I was a trainer and an ambassador for that company and love them dearly. And when EXP came around, it was just a very authentic fit. It felt like a glove. And um, EXP Realty for me has been an amazing experience because it's everything Keller Williams was and more. It's um, We have an amazing model and system and it really um, aligns really well with my values. That is wonderful. What does your ideal client look like? Mm, I love that question. Thank you for asking. So who I've been serving lately the most is really actually stressed out and overwhelmed um, realtors, believe it or not, who are looking for more peace and looking for more passion in their business. Because I, I from my own experience, I've found that real estate can be a really challenging career. It can be super rewarding but it can also take the life and the marrow out of a person if they let them or if they let it. And um, I also have the opportunity and the true pleasure of helping entrepreneurs who are dealing with overwhelm and anxiety and stress in their businesses. That's who I would say is really the people that I serve the most and I feel I can help the most. That is fantastic. Now tell us more about the projects that you're currently working on. Sure. So right now I have a couple things that I'm really passionate about and mostly has to do with mindfulness. And I think in you know previous conversations you and I have had, I think we can both relate that the world really needs sometimes a kick in the rear, right? And the best way to, to do that is for things to go crazy, I think, before they, it's, it's almost like they, um, they go wonky before they get calm, right? And so the work that I've been doing, the projects I've been working on lately are helping bring those principles of mindfulness and peacefulness to the world, but also in a fun and creative way. So I have a membership that I'm working on right now, and that's actually a community. It's a tribe called the Internal Peace Renegades, 
community. And um, it's kind of like a revolution, I call it, right? It's about getting radical about our peace and our happiness. And I'm also writing a book and I'm working on a TEDx talk and I'm still in real estate. I still help homeowners and, and buyers buy property. It's actually a really good time in the real estate market. And I'm a three-time published author. And um, what else? I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a, a doggy, doggy mom. Recently became a doggy mom. I love my new puppy. So I would say that's one of my most recent projects <laughs> is the puppy. <laughs> what is the name of your puppy? <laughs> oh, my gosh. His name is Charlie. Oh, hi, Charlie. That's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. He's actually right underneath the chair here with me. He's adorable. I love it. Now, Regina, can you tell us more about some of the challenges that you've experienced, such as depression and how you overcame depression? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, I think, not I think, I know that I believe that each one of us comes to this life with a certain box of goodies, right, or a backpack of gifts. And sometimes those gifts come disguised as disease or ailments or situations, right? Like nobody comes here without something to work on, whether it's health, wealth, relationships, right? I think we all have something. And so my something was um, depression and actually anxiety. And for many years, I'm relatively, I've always been a happy person, a happy um, kid, even on the outside, but nobody really knew what was going on inside. Even I didn't know until I started to understand what was happening. And it took me a couple of years. And I actually went through two really intense uh, episodes of depression that lasted about nine months the first time and then about 11 months the second time. And um, it's, it's gotten much easier to talk about it. I actually um, had a very intense last, the last one was really intense. And I just, I didn't want to be here anymore. You know, I didn't want to be on this uh, roller coaster of life. And I started really thinking about what I was going to do next. And I realized, I think the, the opportunity in that is that when we're dealing with something, specifically something like depression or suicide, you know, ideation, they call it, or anything related to that, right, or anxiety, which can be very traumatic, um, it's a wake-up call. And it's an opportunity for people to really listen because underneath all of that pain is there's emotions that are trying to get out and they're coming up through those feelings, right? Anger, depression, sadness, um, you know, all of that is, I believe, an iceberg that's trying to be penetrated so we can get underneath and clear out all that stuff. And so it's, it's really fascinating. And it's also a very, it's, it's like alcoholism or having even a broken arm, right? There's a lot of diseases. Mental health is one of those things that people don't want to talk about because it's, got like a stigma to it. Like, well, if I have a mental illness, which depression is, in my opinion, then I can be, I will be shamed or guilt or all kinds of feelings that perpetuate the feelings. And um, I didn't want to talk about it at first. I was really embarrassed and I was ashamed of my own feelings. And it wasn't until I started talking to a friend who became my coach or the other way around. She was a coach that became a friend. Um, and then I spoke to two other friends and there was only like a really small group of people that knew about it. And I mean, I was doing everything on the outside. I was still working. I was still, you know, being a friend to other people, but who was I being to myself? Right. I wasn't being a friend to me. And, um, and that's been one of my greatest gifts because now I get to teach people 
how to access that and how to access that peace within them. That is the thing that I think we're all looking for, right? When we're looking for a new relationship or we're looking for a new property or we're looking for that next job, right? It's not the job that we want. It's what we think the job can bring us, right? It's not the human that we want necessarily. Although, yes, we might think we want that human, but what we really want is to be loved and valued and nurtured and the same. We want to share that love, right? So it's, and I, I use Charlie as a great example, right? Because <laughs> puppies are so unconditional. I mean, they're, they're so loving and pets in general. I'm sure somebody would say that their cat is the same way, right? Um, so I think when we can be unconditional loving beings, which I really feel is what we're made to be, then all that other stuff makes sense. And it, and it really brings to life why we're going through it. Yes, ma'am. Now, was there a time in your life journey where you experienced an aha moment? Yeah, I wouldn't say every day, but I, I get them often. Uh, today, actually, I'll, I'll use the example I shared with you um, earlier, which was that the aha that I got today was a reminder. And I really think all of these ahas are reminders because we already know. I believe we really already know what we're here for and what we are invited to do, right? Which is to support one another. And I had an interesting situation that recently happened with somebody that um, is valuable to me, right? And it's valuable not to me because of this human being, but because we're all valuable, right? And this person, for whatever reason, doesn't see their value. And so they keep perpetuating these situations where they keep proving to themselves that they're not worthy. And I can say I've done that a thousand times in my lifetime. And in those moments when I realize that I am more than good enough and I'm more than abundant and I'm more than my thoughts, my limiting thoughts, that's an aha, right? Every time that we get the opportunity to remember that we are love, we are light, we are, I believe, here to inspire and support each other. And really, you know, life is not a dress rehearsal. It's not, we're not here to practice. <laughs> Like, I think we either show up or don't, right? Like the, the lessons keep repeating over and over and over and sometimes with more ferociousness and more grit each time we don't get the lesson. Like, that's why I think, you know, sometimes, I, and, and please pardon me for this very graphic, um, no bad words, I'm not going to use any bad words, but this uh, visual, right? It's uh, an analogy someone said to me uh, many years ago. He said, I wish, and he's a coach too. And he said, I wish life would bring me clouds and I could slide through those situations like I'm on a cloud. And instead he said, it feels like I'm on a razor and I'm like, like, you know, like he's like sliding on this razor of life. And I'm like, well, you can choose to make it a cloud. Right. And, and I really believe we have the opportunity to make ourselves learn those lessons with more ease and grace, then it doesn't mean we're not going to have pain. doesn't mean we're not going to hurt a little bit and maybe be sad, but we all have to go through our tunnels of darkness. And, um, and I send love to those people. You know, I send love to myself even when I'm in that space of disconnection and I feel isolated and I feel broken and I feel not worthy because I do have those moments. And then I remember that's just my mind playing a trick on me. Because really, I believe we're all light and we're all here to make a difference. 
and just like you're doing with your show, right? Just like you're doing with your, with your, um, audience and with your listeners and with your community and just like, you know, the internal peace renegades, right? That's what I'm doing with that. And I have a podcast called the pearls of peace podcast. And that's what I share, right? Is how do we remind each other and inspire one another that we are flickers of light and candles and, the only thing that's separating us and making us anything different is this up here, which is trainable. We can train our minds to think different, but we have to be willing. Yes, ma'am. Now you mentioned showing up. How important is it to love yourself and also to show up for yourself? I feel like that's sometimes that's the hardest part right? Because it's really easy to like lay in bed. And you know, there was a time when I remember that's what I did, right? Like I didn't want to get out of bed and I didn't want to show up and I forced myself to do whatever I could, whether it was that day, all I could do is get dressed, right? Put a, put a nice, you know, top on and some nice, you know, jeans and take a walk, right? I remember there was a time when I was going through both the first and the second depression. And um, I remember I went to the gas station to get gas. And that's when the second time when I knew that it was, I was like, uh Oh, this is happening again. Because the first time I was at the gas station and how do you, you can't not put gas in properly, right? Like there's a lot of things in life that you could kind of mess up. Right. But gas is not one of them. You put it in the, <laughs> you know, in the thing. Right. And then it just pumps the gas. Right. So I'm sitting at the gas station and I'm, my mind is going bonkers. And my mind is telling me, you, you're, you're not good at this. You're not doing this right. And I'm like, who is that talking? Like, what is going on? And then I realized that was me talking to me. And then that happened again a few years later. And that's when, you know, when I say that I knew something was wrong and my mind wasn't being supportive right? It was almost like you have to step out and be a witness to what's going on. And that's when I got help because I realized that my mind wasn't on straight. And I don't say that. I mean, I joke about it now, right? Because I'm healthy. But I think mental illness is a really big deal, especially in America, especially right now with all the chaos and the crazy things happening in the world. Like, no wonder we're, we're a little bit nuts, <laughs> right? Because- <laughs> Life is complicated and things don't always make sense and they're not supposed to make sense, but they don't have to be that way. We can change that. We can say, you know what? Something's not right here. Like, you know, if you, if you do something, if you make a, a recipe, right? For those that like to cook, if you're making a recipe, it doesn't taste right. You know that there's, there's an ingredient that's off. You put a little more salt, you put a little less pepper, you put a little cilantro, right? Whatever it is that you do to make it perfect, right? You got to make your recipe of life work for you. And I think that's life, right? A little bit less sadness, a little more joy, right? A little less, <laughs> you know, aggression, a little more passion, right? And it's it really, it's all the same energy. It's just a shift. And there's this um, amazing, amazing... I don't even know what I call it, but this, I guess it's a rule or something that someone taught me recently. It's about the two centimeters. Have you ever heard this? Yes, ma'am. Tell the audience about it. Yeah. I love this. This came to me like last year and it was all about the two centimeters. And the example that I was given was a gunshot, right? Somebody shoots at something and they 
shoot it in one spot and then they go to, let's say a target range, right? And then you shoot two centimeters away from that original spot. That can be the difference between a life or death situation. That can also be the difference between somebody saving a life and not saving a life, right? Let's say there's an attack and someone's being hurt, right? Now I'm not pro gun, pro guns or pro not or not pro guns. That's not the point of the conversation. The point is, is that two millimeters of space can make a difference. And the same thing goes for our brain. Depending on where we are literally um, clinically talking from which side of our brain and where those thoughts are coming from can dictate what's going to happen in our lives. And it's, you know, my dad, um, I'm so grateful to him because he's been such a great example of what's possible. Last year, he actually had a brain tumor that was operated on and it was on his pituitary gland and it was the size of a lemon, about the size of my fist. And I don't know, but I mean, that's pretty big rock to have inside of a head, right? And of course, when I went through it and the family, we went through it and my mom, in the meantime, she had cancer and she was going through chemo at the exact same time. Here I was, I had my depression, my mom had cancer and my dad had a brain tumor. And it was literally like the world had collapsed right in front of me and everything just, nothing mattered. Like I was so angry at spirit and I was angry because I was like, what is the point of all this? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Why is life so cruel? And I was, you know, I'm a yogi and I'm, yes, I'm in real estate, but I'm, I've always had this yoga side, right? The spiritual side. And I was so angry at, you know, and I, for me, I'm going to say God, right? Because that's the word that I use. I was so angry at God because I was like, I don't understand why this is happening. Why us? Why me? Right? Like, just get me out of here. And then when I stopped asking why, and I said, why not? And asking, what is this for? Like, what, what is these, what is the situation? What are these circumstances here to teach me? It changed everything. And that was my two, two centimeters or millimeters, right? It was my pivot. And from that moment, that's when I started getting the answers. And I started every day, I got a little bit stronger and a little bit more courageous. And I started slowly, slowly picking myself up, literally peeling myself up off the ground and, you know, would share a little bit here and then would do this and, you know, started working differently. And I started um, spending actually a lot more time on my yoga mat. And for me, that was my solace. That was my space of unity and oneness. And I also became um, something called a soul language practitioner, which was really a fascinating experience because I never expected to do that. And that was a real gift because I got a roadmap for my soul's purpose and my soul's reason for being here. And I believe that we all have a blueprint and we all have a, a roadmap. All of our souls have a roadmap. And so this soul language uh, process really helped me to find my way. And now I do the same for others. That is absolutely amazing. I love it. And thank you for raising awareness in regards to the importance of how we need to raise awareness in our community in regards to mental health and it being a serious issue in our community right now. And also, I, I really love how you touch base in regards to negative self-talk and shifting your mindset from a negative to a positive mindset, but then also making sure that you are talking to yourself positively as well. So thank you for sharing that. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness, Regina? 
Mm. Well, I love that question because it's it, it goes back to the recipe, right? We all have our own recipe. And for me, my recipe has, fi- has been finding things that I love doing and that bring me joy, right? So I love dancing. I love puppies. I love flowers. I love uh, rainbows, right? Um, and actually, even one of the quotes on my signature, email signature, is if you want the rainbows, you got to put up with the rain. Right. And so life isn't all Pollyanna. It's not all, you know, perfect. And walking, walking with purpose oftentimes brings its rain. And I feel like when we can embrace the rain, when we can embrace the struggles or the, I don't want to say struggles, when we can embrace the challenges without the struggle, that's when we get the purpose. Like I think of, you know, I was just talking to a friend last night. We were talking about some of these amazing, um, well, you know, to take away their personalities because obviously we don't know who, how they were, but like, you know, Ray Kroc of McDonald's, right? He was 60 some years old when he created McDonald's and Abraham Lincoln, right? I mean, there's tons. I have like a whole list of people that when I think of success, I think of these are some of the pioneers that created Albert Einstein right? People judged him and they said that he was stupid and that he was a failure. (sighs) Really? (laughs) You know? And so that to me is, it reminds me and it gives me like so much hope and so much, not even hope, but just like a beacon. It's like a lighthouse, right? Like when people are going through challenges, say thank you because you have no idea what that challenge might bring you in the future. And there's no way, like, I don't believe that, that spirit gives us these challenges just to shame us or to like ridicule. I don't think there's somebody at the top that's like, ha ha ha, you know, I want you to suffer. You know, I don't believe that. Like I used to believe that I used to actually think that that's what was happening. And some days my mind goes there for a minute, you know, like I'll be honest and say this morning, I had a little bit of that, you know, that I was thinking like, this doesn't make any sense. Why is this happening, right? Why is the world in such chaos and such shambles? And then I thought, you know what? Because that's what the world needs in order to heal. And I used to be very, um, like, I I bet in a past life, I was probably like a protester, right? Like, you know, one of those, like, you know, burning bras. And I still do stuff like that. But, you know, kind of like in that, you know, very... um, um, radical way, right? Like even internal peace renegades revolution, right? It's it's all about like being like radical, but it doesn't have to be with anger. It doesn't have to be radical, doesn't have to mean war, right? Radical in revolution could mean something positive. In my experience, it's positive. It's I want to be radical and I want to be revolutionary about peace. And I used to be when I was it's funny, somebody asked me this not too long ago on another podcast. Um, she had mentioned and I and I thought this was going to come up eventually. And it's funny that it did. So when when she said the word peace, she said I world peace, right? Because that's what I feel this is all about. And she said it reminds me of the beauty pageants and Miss America. Right. And the girls, they would come up in their, you know, beautiful gowns. And at the last um, the last, I guess, exercise or whatever of the pageant, they would say to the girls, what is it that you want? Why do you want to win this pageant? And the girls would say, I want world peace and whatever else they wanted, right? They wanted like, you know, a Porsche, right? 
or whatever, Rolls Royce and world peace. And it sounded so cliche even when I was little. And even a few years ago when I was suffering and I was in pain and somebody was like, you know, if they said world peace to me, I'd, you know, give them the finger and say, you know, here's your world peace, right? Like when someone's suffering, the last thing that they want is for someone else to show them that they're so far away from it. It, it almost like perpetuates the pain. And that's, I think, where the opportunity is to find that passion and that joy. So if you like dancing, if you like sewing, if you like cooking, if you like reading, if you like working, whatever it is that a person likes to do, do that and more. And as we get to do that, I think that's where we find our purpose, right? People say all the time, successful people say, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. That's and right. I really believe that. You know, I think it's really true. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Thank you so much, Regina, for being on Walk With Me. And I really appreciate your advice, your story that you shared today and your tips to the audience. Thank you. Now, where can the audience find you, Regina? Yeah, thank you so much. My pleasure. Um, so the best way to reach me is actually you could text me to text the word yoga to the number 64600. It's a five digit code. Again, you can text the word yoga to 64600, or you, or you could also um, visit me online at internalpeacenow.com. And I would love, if it's okay, I'd love to share with anyone who's interested uh, some free gifts and free tools on how to access internal peace. You can actually just reach out to me, and I'd love to share with you a, a very easy and simple 90-second process to eliminate stress and anxiety forever. It's pretty profound, and it's... It's easier than we imagine. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Regina at www.internalpeacenow.com. And Regina, again, thank you so much again for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Thank you. So happy to be here. Yes, ma'am. Likewise, you have a blessed day. You too.